You're listening to the Exchange Place Podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Exchange, where our hearts, souls, and ears come together for reciprocity and transformation. I am your host, Deborah Faith, and when we get together, we explore topics that help us to better understand ourselves and one another. The Exchange is my personal invitation for you to take inventory of your life. This is our space to be free, vulnerable, transparent. So live in it, learn from it, invite others to it, and most of all, protect it. Take care of it and it will take care of you. Welcome back to another exchange podcast and you guys I have I can't even explain how how I feel right now with who I got in the building um Elijah James Jr. Hello 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 aka E-Dub for me E um you are oh my god I'm so happy to have you first and foremost happy to be here thank you I'm so glad that you said yes to the invitation. I would never turn you down. I know. Well, say that again, because I'm, I'm I'm asking you back. This this is the first time that they're hearing you, but this is going to be many more. I'm here I, for it. I, st- I stole you for for today. I'm here for it. Um, but you are a captain? Yes. I hear now? Yes, I am. I'm scared of that. No, it's good. I, I, no, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you something. I, I was a little nervous when you went into being um, an officer. I've known you all my life. Yes. You are my brother. Yes. From another mister. <laughs> Literally, and another mother. Like, I I think I've known you since I was probably like five. That's, yeah, that sounds about Yeah, right. yeah. We grew up in the hood. <laughs> Grove Street. Uh, um, and you have been... You have been, what have you been to me? You've been more than a brother. You. you have influenced probably a lot of my thoughts towards men and towards life. And what we're about to do today is similar to what we've always done growing yes. up. Yes. Um, I used to call it porch talk, <laughs> <laughs> which which actually has moved into phone talk because we don't get to see each other. Um, you're an awesome dad. Thank you. Thank you. You are an awesome husband. Hey, Kennedy. Hey, Tanisha. Oh, hey. And I'm just so proud of you. I I am. I know. I could, can I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I also want to say that um, although my mother is my mother, your mother is my mother. Yeah. She definitely, definitely helped shape me, form me, raise me, keep me out of trouble. Yeah. Keep all of us out of trouble. She had. I, that was our house. Kids. Yeah. That absolutely. was our house. And I was I was one girl amongst. And I say this all the time on the podcast. I literally was the one little girl in the midst of. I don't even know how many brothers I have. I have one out. blood brother, but <laughs> I have brothers probably everywhere yeah. that I really helped shape and mold some some great things and and some other stuff. <laughs> but y'all were young men. Yeah. Yeah. And learning, um, growing, but I learning and growing and. It was a, it was a tough time, but today we we talking about therapy. Yeah, 
And therapy in our community. Um, I think it, it, it was on my heart this month to do uh, mental awareness mm-hmm. um, for a number of reasons, but mainly in our community and nothing against anybody else's community. But I just feel like we grew up in trauma. Yeah, I'd say. So much so that I don't think we realized that we were experiencing trauma. It was normal. Yeah. Um, seeing, you know, from the gang violence, just to, I mean, it was just a regular thing watching people, you know, leave here. It was just normal. And it wasn't until probably I got out of that, which actually wasn't that long ago that I realized, like, this is not normal. Like, Yeah, I, I didn't realize it wasn't normal until you start to pe- talk to people who didn't experience these things or had no clue of these things. You tell stories that I don't know if you necessarily laugh at them, but, you you know, just a normal story. And the room kind of looks at you like, what? It's silent. Yeah. 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 So then you start to pick up like, okay, maybe that's not. <laughs> okay, maybe that's not. Maybe that's not the normal thing. Yeah. Um, and then more so, I think, um, as I, I started my therapy journey, I started to think about also the climate that we're in. But I started to really think about the effects uh, that it had on men. And how men are taught growing up to kind of suck it up, toughen up, you know, don't show your emotion. And I think about about two years ago, probably not even that long ago, I thought about a friend of ours that we have and that I know now looking back was experiencing um, mental mental struggles, depression um, to be one. And I didn't know how to identify it and I didn't know how to help him. Um, And looking back now, he's no longer with us. Um, But looking back, I'm like, for the people and and not just the people, but definitely for the men who don't know how to reach out, don't know how to say like what, I guess, from your perspective, how how do we reach those men? How do we tell them that it's okay and that what we're experiencing, the gang violence, the stuff that we're seeing growing up in urban areas is not normal. It's not normal for us. Well, one, I think, I think where it starts, um, where it starts off wrong is I think the way we're raised and as children, as young boys, Mm -hmm. I think, um, the men in our lives, the women in our lives, based on the community in which we, we we were raised in it, Mm -hmm. it forces, we force these children to become men way too early, or we try to put that on them. Like, like you you call our sons, Hey, it's my little man. He's like five years old. He's a boy. He's no nothing. And we like, we try, we try to force this macho, uh, I guess what we think is macho, Mm -hmm. it's macho image onto these children. And I think that's where, I think that's where it starts. And then, you know, I think that causes this hard exterior. So now this kid keeps things in and only shares jokes or shares What's acceptable, basically. Yeah, 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 pretty much. So when you're hurting, you're kind of like, I'm going to suck it up and been crying in the dark. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think that's, I think we got to start over, um, change our mindset and how we raise our children. Wow. That's a good point. I I, I think I started, I don't, I don't know if I started that way because I think I had that perspective. I have two boys, of course. So mm-hmm. it definitely was a rough growing up that they experienced experience from my point because though I'm a woman I grew up with men so I had a very hard you know chuck it up and it wasn't until I was like wow I'm telling them their whole lives to suck it up and then at a certain point I was like what's wrong 
and realizing that they couldn't express to me what was wrong because for so long, and again, they got it early, but I'm just thinking, imagine 20 years of that oh, yeah. or 30 years of that, of suck it up. And then now it's like, express your feelings and relationships and in, in life. It's and like a total shift in culture. It's a total shift. So yeah. it's like, how do I feel, you know? And had to really and still have conversations I have what I call you know my check-in brunches with them to kind of see where they are Mm -hmm. because I want to know they're growing up in a very different place than I did you know my kids again haven't grown up in the urban area but they have different issues you know what I mean and different struggles that I can't necessarily relate to and at a time I know I I was parenting wrong it's a big thing about again we only parent the way that we know how and how we've been raised right exactly so I think for me, it took it took a while, but I got to a point where I was like, hey, some of the things that my parents kind of molded me in might not have been the best. Might not have been the best thing. Right, I got you. I'm sure they were, it was the best for what they knew or they thought they were doing the best. Exactly. But, exactly. But also, too, we got to understand that the world is very different mm. um, for us than it was for them. Yeah. It's going to be different for our children than it was for us. Yeah. But I think we create these barriers that our kids build and that... I have built around me because if you if you think back to what our parents like your parents with your friends like you of course you can't you you don't believe that you can share everything with your parents yeah some stories aren't for your parents yeah but then when you leave your parents house they've always told you like well be careful about these little friends you don't tell everybody all your business and so now who do you talk who do you talk to so now you get if you got a little girlfriend or a boyfriend well I don't even know how to be how it is for a woman but that's from a man's point, mm-hmm. um, you get your little girlfriend, and then you don't want to share, really share with her. You wow. don't want to appear to be weak there. So, it's Dang, like, so who do you talk to? I don't know. I think at some point, with me, mm-hmm. at some point, I just got old enough to realize that I don't really care how my friends see me or if they see me in a moment of weakness perceived weakness yeah because that's not weakness i yeah, think nah, that's the misconception not, of it yeah. but but you gotta you gotta change your thoughts because you know sharing these soft <laughs> see it's always soft because yeah, I, I, I don't you know really know how else to like oh you soft. <laughs> yeah i don't really know how else to explain it but you yeah. share these soft moments and it's kind of like um I guess vulnerable areas. Yeah, or yeah. vulnerable moments, right? Yeah, yeah vulnerable moments. Yeah, um, that that's that, that's better fitting. Yeah, but you share these moments. You just learn to share them as you get older. It's just like, yo, I'm going through this with my wife. I'm going through this with my girl. I'm going through this at work. I'm going through. And then I think once. So here's the thing. I think if you're respected by your friends, right? Mm-hmm. These are your friends. They res- you respect each other. It's always like one friend who's like I don't want to say leader but there's like the leader of yeah, the pack yeah. if that person shares then you'll see you'll see the change wow. like you'll see everybody just like oh yeah well let me tell you about this time you know and they just start to share because it becomes more normal more normal so creating basically and that's what the exchange is um, it's a safe space yeah, it, should it be. really is it should it's be. a safe space because I don't I, for me from the woman's perspective even though I think we share more um, I think growing up in my circle, I was a strong friend or perceived strong. I don't even know what that means. And I sometimes I hate when people say strong because just because I endured more doesn't make me any stronger. It just means that <laughs> you're I, more beat up. Yeah, I'm more, I was about to say I'm more more damaged, if anything. And I think I got to a place where I was like, man, the normal way of kind of doing that. 
couldn't do it anymore. It got, the weight got to be too heavy. Again, it took a long time for that to happen, but it got to be too heavy. And I was just like, no, I really don't feel good. I really, you know what I'm saying? I'm really not okay. And I had this, and I don't know if you have this view of me, but like, that will be okay. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, she, like she'll, she'll bounce back. It didn't matter what happened. And it really was really bad times that I went through alone. You know what I'm saying? And I really suffered in silence, um, cried in the dark, um, and didn't feel like I had people that I could go to and really say, hey, I'm not good. And it started really young, if I'm honest. Like, when I really look back, it's like, it's so crazy. And I'm like, nobody was checking on me because they didn't know that anything was wrong. Yeah, well, growing up, you know, we always... We always had our friends who we who we saw as those who needed the extra support. Yeah, and I used to be so. I, I'm gonna be honest. I used to be so jealous of those people. <laughs> I, I that's that's real talk. Yeah, I got you. No, no, no. It's no, real I got you. talk. I got you. I see how that can happen. Yeah, but, I re- but those like you almost become a victim of of your strength. Yeah, or your perceived strength. Or your perceived strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I want us, especially this month, um, and for the listeners who are listening in, especially men, because I feel like men don't talk. It's so hard. I, I get men to talk in a different way because I feel like I'm a safe space and kind of have always been that people, not just men, but people come and just kind of want to unload, right? But I, I know, I hold, I always say that I'm a gatekeeper of a lot of people's secrets um, in the sense of people kind of felt okay saying certain things but they won't tell their wives or won't tell their moms or won't tell and I think again like I was talking about our our friend I don't think I had the um, I don't think back then I had the tools well probably because you were still learning I I was learning right Right. yeah I I didn't have the tools to really like point people in that direction Mm -hmm. then and I really want us to be better and more open in having those conversations and finding the safe space or the safe person well I agree with that but I don't want you to you can't blame yourself for that because you didn't know therapy wasn't a thing that was no 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 was ever talked about when ever I I didn't know anyone in therapy except for maybe the um the really really bad kids in school who got sent to special schools they might have had yeah. a little bit of therapy but it wasn't for um just for the mental health of it now like yeah. now it's just hey people go to therapy twice a week once a, once every week at least to I maintain yeah, yeah just to have a conversation I had a same an, conversation I had an interesting conversation with mommy um my mom but yeah. your mom too um Probably about a year ago, and I don't know if I shared this with you, but in um, kind of talking about Kim's death, Mm -hmm. right? And she said to me, well, um, I pray for you. And I thought that was like, part of it was like, again, parents only give what they can give, right? But I was just like, but you never asked me if I was okay. And in that, it was just like, okay, this traumatic thing happened. Everybody just went back to normal life. And it was just like, that will be okay. And I realized growing up, that's where depression came in. That's where anxiety came in. That All that from the 12-year-old little girl, I still was dealing with that as an adult. Mm-hmm. And because Just because because it's like um, we believe that um, because time has passed and because we don't speak about it. Yeah, you're okay. It healed itself. Yeah. No, nah, it's just in a box. Still it's in a box. In the back, <laughs> waiting for you to go through, start unpacking and start moving stuff around. And then you'll sur- it'll surface. So. Yeah. So yeah, I, even then. So to go back to that, mm-hmm. I mean, you 
we never spoke on that. But I don't my, think we ever had a conversation no, 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 about no, no, that. No. Because my 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 take on it then was, oh my god, it's 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 grief. Like it's a terrible, terrible thing. Mm-hmm. All I can say is I'm sorry. Like I I didn't know if I could handle what you may have said. And that's not like I was running away from it, but wow. just to think now, like had I asked and you said something like, oh god, I can't take it. What, what was what I going to do with that? Like, do? I'd have probably like, oh shit, I can't take it either. Like, I yeah. don't know, I don't know how my reaction would have been. Gotcha. So it's kind of like, you know, we always avoid the the hard conversations. Yeah, and we need to have more hard conversations and uncomfortable conversations. I wish I had a bigger voice back then yeah. um, to actually say how I felt and say the emotions that I was going through and what was really going on in my head because I was really losing it. I was really, like, I mean, like, really losing it. I mean, blame. You couldn't, every emotion that you can possibly feel in that, like, what, I felt like a bad kid. Like, what what if, should I have checked on her earlier? Like, I had all these emotions kind of going through, and then everybody was normal. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm supposed to be normal. So I was fighting what I was feeling. Just um, to fit in. Just to kind of, again, just be normal. So being in a room full of people and still feeling alone that nobody really saw me and wearing different masks and being successful in it. I think that's the scary thing about not getting therapy, not reaching out and getting help is that I went, I mean, years and I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm successful. I'm successful in career. I'm successful. And everybody's looking like, go, 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 go. And I'm like, you have no idea what I cry about at night. Yeah. Well, we... You know, we put on our game face and we leave our house and lock the door behind us and then we go put on a strong face for everybody. But a lot of too, a lot of that too goes to the character of the person. Like if you are, like you said, you're a lot of people's diary, I guess. Yeah. Um, So you automatically leave your house and get on your phone and you figure, hey, I got to be strong for Sean and I got to be strong for Tasha and I got to be strong for for everybody. So. Now you carry it. Now you carry their shit stuff. Sorry, you carry their stuff and then you carry your stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I um, said on another podcast in regards to mental health is that I think I've helped so many other people get through their stuff while I was suffering and not knowing how or not even having somebody to really talk to and not thinking that therapy was cool. I love my therapist, by the way. My, (laughs) My question to you with that is, by listening to others, letting people write on your pages, mm-hmm. do you think that was somewhat therapeutic? So I do think in certain ways, um, I had a, a close friend of mine. I didn't realize it until a close friend of mine's um, brother um, committed suicide. Okay. And I remember it took me probably a couple of days to call her. Like I knew about it. And I was like, what? A, I had the same feeling that you said. Like, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And I remember driving to work and... I was just like, you don't have the tools in the sense of the suicide part, but you know what it is to feel responsible because it was her younger brother to feel responsible for someone and feel like you failed and feel like you missed the mark. You know what it is to not have your sister anymore. You so you have the tools. Right. And I think in that I think that's for me where it kind of started, where I realized that in being able to give her something probably different than somebody else could because 
I didn't know exactly what she was going through, but I could speak. I, I knew what that felt like. You know what I right. mean? You to have great responsibility, I knew great the, loss. Yes. And I'm responsible for I, a great loss. I knew I was about to say I knew what it was to almost have somebody. I, I had my sister in my arms, but to have somebody in your your hands and feel like they slipped through. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I think. In that process, I pray that I was a blessing to her because I feel like I, I related differently and I was there, be able to be there in a different way. And it it didn't make my sister's death make sense, but it gave me more purpose of why God kind of allowed me to be in that situation. And I think that's probably the crack of like healing. And I didn't realize it because like you said, when something happens traumatic, you pack it up. People have, I have so many boxes of, or had so many boxes of things that I had just been like, keep going. No, can't handle that right now. Pack it up. Keep going. That I had never really opened and unpacked. But I think that was, like, now that you say that, I think it was the beginning of me kind of understanding purpose, too. And Yeah. Yeah, and understanding, like, wow, there is a space for my trauma and things that I've been through through to bless other people and also heal myself in the process of that. And really reach out to going to therapy was big for me because I have always been the I've always been the therapist (laughs) without having the credentials. I'm getting mine, y'all, but um, without having the credentials to be a therapist. But I had always been the therapist without having someone to actually talk to myself. Yeah. So it was it was a blessing. That's a good question. I'm like, I'm over here thinking like, yeah, no, it was. It really was. So what made you seek therapy? I, <laughs> so I figured, um, I think I pride myself on being the pages of, of many people's diaries. Yes, you as well. are. Mine too. <laughs> yeah, so because I don't know, I gotta I've always had the ability to listen. So I think I think I pride myself being a good listener. Like I just want to hear what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I had I was going through a lot. Like I had um, I lost a child at birth, and that was like, <laughs> like like even like now I can talk about it now freely. But yeah. for years after that, I couldn't I couldn't really speak on it because mm. it may have been it's gonna sound crazy, but it it may have been my first um loss and I don't mean loss of like of a loved one or Mm -hmm. you know I mean loss like usually things just seem to work for me I don't know how that sounds no that that but but that's just how it was like you know if we hey you know we get together and and we're gonna let's we're gonna buy a house and okay so we save and then we go we get approved and you know things just seem to work out work so you know, and we were doing, well, my wife, we were doing all the right things. She was making all the appointments, taking all the vitamins, doing whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, when that happened, um, it was like, I I didn't I didn't know how to process it. I didn't know wow. what to do with it. So it was like, wow, like, this is crazy. And, I, you know, you go through all the emotions. You go through the anger. I'm angry at God. I'm angry at God. And, and, <laughs> and everything. Still angry at God. God. Like, how, so, could, how could you yeah, do yeah, this to me? Because, yeah, because, you know, where I work and what I do, like, I've, I've seen, um, you know, like. Horrific. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, like, dr- like drug addicts. And, and, I mean, drug addicts that I know from, from experience, from mm-hmm. interactions that I know, go through a whole nine months of pregnancy and it'd be 
the healthiest baby, and it's like, how the hell do? How did that happen to me? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that so that why was me. Yeah, that was my thing. So, yeah. but it, I mean, it was still years after that. Um, years after that, I'm like, oh, I got some stuff I need to talk about. Yeah. And then, uh, and then as therapy, it's it's a shame because it it almost seems like today therapy or therapists is almost it's almost like all the rage. Like, you got. You know, like as everybody talks about it on social media, you got Charlamagne yeah. God and these people and all these housewife shows and everybody's got a therapist. And and I guess now it's like I had time, I had time and means to seek a therapist yeah. or to find a person or see what, what fit for me. Um, and I just went like, hey, let me go talk to this person. Like, I think I, <laughs> I think I kind of went the first time. It was more like. Let me see how hard I can shock this person. I know. I was about to say, I can see it in your face. You're like, yeah, 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 can I yeah. scare them enough? Yeah, let, me, to- <laughs> let me see how much shocking shit I can just tell them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, I'm currently now, like I, I've stopped seeing the therapist that I was seeing just because after a year and a year and a half, it, it just felt like maybe our time had passed. Passed. I got yeah. It. Maybe he okay. led me to where. You're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, to that moment, and then now it's time for someone else. So I haven't found the new therapist yet. But I just think that it is is definitely something that people should try. But I think we also, on the other end, have to realize that, one, the the person has to be open to it. Like, if you're going to go to the the therapist and hold shit, hold stuff back the same way. Yeah, yeah. The same way you do with your friends. You you might as well not even talk. Now you're just paying somebody to tell the same stories you've been telling. Like you really got to go in there with the idea that, hey, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let it all go and see, and and just not let it all go, but just go in there with being open, like just being open. Like, I'm going to go in, I'm not going to be guarded. I'm going to be as open as I can be and just see where it leads. I think what you said is is something that the listeners really need to think about. And before you, if you're not already in therapy, um, something to think about. So I've tried therapy twice mm-hmm. um, and I'll share this. And the first time I went to therapy, I knew I needed therapy, but I wasn't ready. Right. So I went to therapy and I think I also didn't have the right therapist. You have to find the right therapist. Yeah. Um, and I went there, I think I probably went twice and I was just like, yeah. ugh. You know, like yeah. you'll feel it. You'll, you'll I feel was it. like, this isn't, that's not it. Right. Mm-hmm. And years later, my therapist, who is my therapist now, we're kind of in the season of like, I feel like I got, she's amazing. I feel like I got what I needed from her. I'll see her maybe once a month now. Um, but with her, it was different. It was different for a couple of reasons. I think it's different where I was. Okay. I was really back up against the wall, no job <laughs> for like eight months, feeling the most out of control of my life that I had ever felt. Um, I was in a very weird place. Not only had I lost my job, but I wasn't even sure that I wanted to be working in the field that I was working. Right. So it was like, I want my job, but I really just want money. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't connected to the job at all. And then seeing this, which I was really working on the exchange, come and crumble before my eyes. um, Because that that first time that I tried, just it wasn't working. Right. Right. Again, I've always been good in career and like I I probably can't get relationship right, y'all. But financially and all of that, I've always been able to, you know, do. So I'm just like, okay, I know what I'm supposed to be doing, but that's not working and I was just in this I was in a very dark place 
And I couldn't do my normal thing that I do was go talk to myself and talk myself out of it and put on a face. I couldn't. I, I, no matter how much I tried, like it was still like really, really bad. And I was like, I need to talk to somebody because if I don't talk to somebody, I'm not sure how long I'm going to be able to manage in this space that I'm in. Like I was scared for myself. Okay. Um, so Some, I, sometimes you need to get to the edge. Yeah. I was on the, I was, I was on the edge. Like I was like, okay, something has to give because my normal, my normal get back of what I've done so long for years and years and years to kind of get back, put the mask on. Now the mask got a crack in it. Like I felt like people could see, see me, yeah. right? I felt like um, just I couldn't hide anymore, and it was just this like crazy, painful place of like, okay, um, I can't talk to my my mom. I couldn't really say that to my brother because he also has like this vision of like Deb's good. So yeah. just couldn't understand it. Even when I tried, which I did, I did try to kind of have that conversation. It was just like you know how you do. And it was like, no, you're not here. You you're not hearing where I am. Like I'm really at the. It was edge. more of a quick pep talk. Like, it was like, a, come on, like you, you figured you need a push. Like, yeah, I was about to get say, back out here. Like like you know how you go on the sideline a thing and they give you the smack on the yeah, back and it's yeah. like get out there. You get got what it takes. Like get back in the game. And I was like, no, you're not. You're not. You always get it was that that type of thing. You always you always and I'm like. This nah, ain't that time. This ain't this ain't that. Like I'm not good. And then also not having my dad, I think that only made it worse. So it ha- I was in this place like I was like reaching for stuff that wasn't there. Right. Um, so yeah, I think I think for the listeners again, I just want to bring back full circle is what you said is like a two knowing your season of of therapists because I think even your season of life and where you are, I'm sure that your therapist helped you to through. A ton of things. Oh, taught me a lot. Yeah, and taught you a lot. Yeah, taught me a lot. But like where you are, sometimes my therapist is like, sometimes I think you've given me therapy. <laughs> it all it's an exchange. It's an exchange. <laughs> no, it really is. It though. really is an it really exchange. Is, because at some point, me and like I started to know stuff about my therapist's kids. Like you know, because yeah, every I think everybody gives every human every living thing gives off a certain energy. So yeah. I think whether you know a person forever or just you know several little interactions you get a sense for who you think that person is yeah so i don't know if this therapist does that with everybody but i know the first 10 sessions it was just me talking and then eventually it was mostly him talking and which was cool yeah because you get to see his experiences and i want to say this to the listeners too don't the first couple times you go to therapy, don't go to therapy and thinking because this person is a doctor, they're going to say something that's going to change your whole existence. Yeah, your whole trajectory of life. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not no. what it is. Um, <laughs> that's definitely not what it is. Not so at all. You got to, like you said, before you go, when you got to be ready. But you mm-hmm. also got to have realistic expectations. Like if, if you're carrying, well, I'm older. So if you're carrying 40 years of, of baggage, of trauma and good experiences too mm-hmm. don't think this man is going to fix it in 40 or this woman is going to fix it in 40 minutes they're not going to do it no that is like that's a it's almost repeat that for the listeners because I feel mm-hmm. like people have the unrealistic expectation it's almost like losing weight and I don't want to use but like you can't have been eating unhealthy, oh, gain yeah. 80 pounds and think you're going to lose that in a week it's not realistic and like and what listen, you said, I learned I learned yeah. that at work because we'll we'll go to calls and it'd be like 
this is always the classic. It'd be mom or dad having a problem with 16-year-old, 15-year-old, 17-year-old boy or girl. Mm -hmm. And we arrive and they're like, they tell you what happened and, all right, there he is. Or there she is. Go fix it. Fix it. (laughs) So, you know, we... You do the best you can, but then yeah. you tell. But I've always been real. I tell mom and dad, like, hey, listen, you've been raising this kid for 17 years. I, I, I've been here 17 minutes. I'm not gonna fix that. It's no yeah. way. It's no way anybody's gonna walk in and, and fix, fix the way. You, not give you the resolution that you're looking for. Not in this little bit of time. It's you gotta build. It's a process. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a process. Therapy's a whole journey. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still going through my journey. Granted, I am not where I used to be, but there's times that I'm like, oh, that's still an issue. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That still comes up. I still feel some way. I still need to work in this area or go back and and relearn what think, I've learned in some areas. I think with therapy, I think the benefit is, I, I honestly think you fix yourself with the help of someone. Mm-hmm. But I think. For you to be open enough to say something aloud, like out loud to a person that you yeah. don't know, I think that's the first start of it. Because that person is not going to be like, oh, well, you, you were touched as a child and this is how you fix it. No, yeah. it's not really how you fix it. But for you to be able to share that with somebody, it's almost like it's not as, I don't know, I never, but it's not as shameful, I'm guessing. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, or you were hurt by, whatever you were hurt by, whatever whatever you're going through, whatever you're trying to get past. Yeah. Um, I just think when you say it aloud to someone, it, it, it gives you courage to, yeah. to Same, face it. To face it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's hearing, for me, it's definitely hearing myself say it. Um, this, this month has been, uh, thus far, even recording the podcast, um, to be able to say like, hey, I've, I've, had places where I've thought about suicide is big like that's like you know what I mean or to say like I was I'm depressed I suffered with depression probably my whole life not knowing what it was not really understanding why I felt like that I remember as a kid I wanted to get up at school not because I didn't want to go to school but I had this like heavy weight and I didn't know even know what it was like yeah yeah, but it was something that you know what I mean I remember that that's a good analogy I like the way because that's that's definitely those days where you're like "Ah, I don't feel like it enough yeah it could be that depression it's depression it was for me it was depression but admitting that and saying like no you're depressed right like yeah you don't have to stay there but that feeling that you feel is depression it's not you don't feel I used to call it sick people used to be like I'm like I'm sick I don't really feel well I'm sick but I wasn't really sick sick. right nothing wrong nothing wrong with me not a fever not a cough not nothing but I that's the only thing that I could relate it to Mm -hmm. like I'm sick I'm not myself. I'm not myself. I can't get myself together. Like, you know what I mean? And not knowing or how to say it to somebody that that was it. Nor would people receive it. Well, that's because humans, we always want to put our best foot forward. Even even growing up. So the let's say the depressed friend that, because we didn't realize this friend was depressed. Yeah. You, you always had a friend who was like, this such and such is always a drag. Yeah. But that that might not have been just their personality. They might have really just been going through yeah, something and yeah. just carrying around depression. But yeah. of course, we're not uh, trained to to recognize that. We just think like, you, yeah. your ass is always mad. Yeah, I was about to say that, and it looks so different on certain people that you just don't yeah. know. It could come out in anger. For our friend growing up, I think it. I mean, he he would always tell me about. I think it had a lot to do with his childhood and mm-hmm. how he grew up and. But I couldn't connect the dots back then. And again, I had depression myself. We're all kids, right? Though. Yeah. So I'm just like, it really, 
probably, I want to say maybe a year or two ago that I really like looked back and was like, wow, you were really suffering and suffering alone. And I, I not that it's blame because it's not blame on that, but I just, I want to make sure that people going forward have somebody, whether it's the space, um, whether it's, you know, reaching out and getting therapy or really doing the due diligence. Cause a lot of it, like you said, the therapist is not going to fix you. No, <laughs> You're no, not going to. No. Yeah. It's just a resource though. It's a, it's and a great you got to understand resource. too, it's got to be a resource that's, um, that's accessible to you. Like we, we kind of have all these, um, resources, like mm-hmm. all these benefits, all these insurances and, 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 or just cash or just the means to be able to get these things. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who are, I, I don't have this in their mind. They, they, you know, we create excuses, but yeah. we don't have the time, but they may really not have the time to seek out a therapist or go to a therapist because, Hey, if I miss this hour of work, these lights are going off. Yeah. So, so we got to be also understanding of that. So I don't want anybody to hear this and think, Oh, you think it's that easy for me to just go get it? No, yeah. I'm not saying it's easy. I know that there are, and I, um, as, as we go throughout this month, I'm going to find all these, cause I know there are also free services that they have oh, yeah. therapy, um, that you can get. And I know people without insurance, cause everybody doesn't have insurance right. that there are resources that way. But just anybody who is, whether it's men crying in the dark, whether it is people who are literally suffering in silence, I just want them to know that it's resources. If you look for them yeah. and that's what we're doing this month, literally like I'm making sure that people have those resources and we're going to blast social media with them because I I want people to get help. I'm I'm so grateful. I was telling a friend of mine, I'm so grateful just to be here Um, in a sense of like, I know that everybody didn't make it through that period of time. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, they didn't make it. Um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit um, and talk about, um, I know you're you're a captain, but was there any kind of like taboo of not that you shared with them that you were getting therapy, but was there any taboo in that arena that to get therapy? Cause I feel like people need it. I want to tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year I found my aunt deceased mm-hmm. and the officer there kept on asking me why, like, why was I okay? Almost like he was kind of like, are you good? Like he kept on checking on me and I understood that, but I, I kind of told him, I said, no, I deal with um, death a little bit differently. So I've I've learned how to push, you know, things aside for a, a minute. I right. call my therapist. I know, right, you know, right. I'm like, this is what's going on. So I know I'm going to have to unpack it, but I can't do that right now because I'm in the midst of it. And he shared with me again, here I am with, he, <laughs> he shared with me silently, but he was very, it, he was very kind of silent, of course, because I know people are listening and watching him and all of that, but something that he had gone through very surface, but I could tell he wanted therapy and even how he, he, I, I, I exchanged, you know, my, the exchange, my therapist information with him. But something that was going on, but it seemed very taboo. Now I don't know if it seemed taboo because he was on the job, right? But or if it's it, it kind of felt like he's like, not I want what you have because I can't even imagine what he sees, right? I can't imagine what you've seen mm-hmm. over your time as being an officer. But I'm thinking like, if anybody need therapy, I know that you guys need therapy. Yeah, no. Well, you got to figure my career spans now over 20 years. So yeah. in the beginning. Um, it was unheard of. I mean, unless 
you know, there was always the, if you were involved in a traumatic incident, you know, witness the death, create, cause the death, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, they always, uh, extended that, Hey, um, these are the numbers you call. You can talk to these people. There's a thing called cop to cop. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, things like that, that was always extended. Now, I don't know personally anyone from that era who took up on the offer. Mm. And I think mainly because it was the, um, was it the stigma behind it? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. So back then, Mm -hmm. um, it's like therapy was kind of synonymous with, um, crazy for lack of a better term. I I don't know how to say it. If you you had a psychiatrist, if you had a therapist, you, something was wrong because it was the stigma that was on it. Mm -hmm. So, you can't be crazy and 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 also be tasked with the the responsibility of being able to take someone's life, someone's liberty, someone's freedom. Gotcha. So it's like how how far how far how do you juggle this? Like I mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want anybody to think I'm crazy because I'm not really crazy. I'm like I'm not gonna come out here and just commit a mass. Like I'm not gonna do anything crazy. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but, but I need help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so you kind of so I, I I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming most. Um, confided if they confided in anyone maybe they confided in their church or they uh, but therapy was not like a normal thing that was spoken now I'm not saying that people were uh weren't seeking therapy but yeah, it just it just they it, wouldn't talk we wasn't gonna talk about it at the lunch table I okay. mean that that never happened um but now um, fast forward many 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 years and these things are uh, way way more normal okay way more normal than they were so we had an incident um Let's say August, maybe 2019, 2008, 2019. Okay. Yeah, 2019. Um, it was like a, you know, like a, a, a active shooter incident. People got killed and people got shot and cops got shot. And it was like a real a traumatic lot, yeah. experience. And I know um, a lot of those officers did do the therapy and followed up and had their sessions mm-hmm. um now if they continued i don't know because that's not our business that's yeah. your private thing and that's another thing too if you're going to do therapy you don't have to tell them where you're doing therapy you just okay. go do what you're doing um so it, so it's definitely it's definitely has changed over the years um it's definitely i think it's helpful i, think, I feel like it should be mandatory for y'all yeah. I, to a extent i just mean like i can go with that I, I can go with that. I feel like with the climate that we're in, um, and just, I can't imagine, I, I think about, not to call my trauma small trauma, but I'm just saying from the, the things that I just saw growing up, um, from the losses that I've had in my life, I can't imagine that being my occupation or something that, again, is very normal because that's what I signed up for, right? As well as people like maybe in the army or, you know what I mean? Like, I... I can't see that. I feel like that should be as normal as them drinking water. Like that should be part of the criteria when you bring somebody on. I can easily see it. Um, I can easily see it being mandatory really shortly because yeah. as you're seeing with, with all the cries for police reform, I'm thinking certain things are going to be put in place because, yeah. because all right, again, you, you have the, the ability or or the you have the ability to take a life take a liberty take a freedom and your last um, psychological exam was 
20 years ago if that's when you started or it was five years ago and that's wow. when you started so we're changing daily at least I am uh, yeah. try, like you know I, you might learn something new about yourself daily so and I'm not saying that um, that something has happened that, that that's wrong but there may be something that you saw something that you were a part of something that you heard that changed that changed you yeah yeah and just life yeah, like yeah. you t- you talked about losing your child, right? Yeah. Like we always don't know where everybody is. So even what with separate to your occupation and what you do and how you serve the community and all of that, what about just like what about divorce? What yeah. about, you know what I mean, losing children, losing parents? I mean, all of that impacts you and regardless of every day we yeah, we walk into work and whether you're you're putting on a, a vest and you know your blue uniform or people are gearing up to be behind a desk or whatever you do, I just think life is still going on. So like you said, to it's scary to think, oh your your psych exam was five years ago, let alone twenty years ago. And now you're still again with the power that that person has that they still aren't being checked on to say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. is everything good? I can, I can only talk about my shop. So mm-hmm. when I say my shop, I mean like where I work. Um, and where I work, it is your your uh, how you're doing is really not a, not a concern. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't mean like how you're doing. Like, like clearly, if there's a problem where they think you're gonna hurt someone. That's going to be addressed. Yeah. But I'm just saying the simple things of depression. Like, yeah. uh, like, like you're just not yourself. Like, this guy's been happy for, happy-go-lucky for the last five years, and now he's kind of quiet in the back of the room all the time. Yeah, nobody checks on those people. Yeah, that's a sign, though. It, yeah. it, it, it's, a, it's a sign. Now, what I will say where I work, um, a lot of us take care of each other. That's good. Um, on that level. Like, there's a lot of... There's a lot of friendships and, but, but I mean, I'm not saying that's going to prevent anything from, <laughs> from yeah. happening or prevent, uh, or help you through your, whatever you're going through. But, um, most, most people there always have a good right hand man or right hand girl that they, that they deal that with. That they can yeah. Yeah, interact and I, that's, with. I'm not saying that's enough. It's not yeah, enough. Yeah, it's not but, enough. But it's something. And I think that, like you said, as, as time change, um, hopefully, People are really looking into mental health um, as it relates to everybody. I don't think it skips anybody. (laughs) I think it touches everything. And especially when we talk about our officers, again, that officer, my heart went out to him at that point because I felt like I role switched. Like he was really, he was so concerned about me because he could not, he's like, you know, is it okay? Can I walk you in here? I'm like, no, I'm I'm okay. Like I really, and I meant that yeah. I was okay. But probably in his mind, he he was he put role reversal. He put was, himself in your he role. He said, I'd have been, I'd have fell out he, if it was me. I this was, was my honor. Say. This was. He, he was he was thinking. He was just like, I just can't. And what I told him, I said, you know, I've experienced death in different ways. You know, way way too much loss, way too early. Um, lost my first child. I mean, like it, way too much loss, way too yeah. early. And. Though there's a numb, there there was. I feel like the numbness is not numbness anymore. It's just how I process, and it's it's in a healthier way now because I know I'm not storing this. 
Like, yeah. I, I just know I couldn't do that at that particular because there was time. business. Um, I hate to say business, it but there business were things that needed to be handled to need, that needed to be handled. And you know me, it's Gotta no different it. than my my dad passing away and people being like, "I'm writing an obituary. I'm going I'm going to handle that until I can handle me," right. um, because I know other people may need certain things in a different way at that particular time. But it was just funny. I left that experience with the officer thinking. I hope he calls my therapist. (laughs) I really did because my heart went out to him. I was like, he, I I really felt the weight of him more so than the weight of me. Like my aunt's death was affecting him more than it was me again. Cause he probably was looking at me like I would, I wouldn't have been able to do what you were doing. Or he could have an hour prior left the exact same situation just Mm. with two different people. Yeah. And that person was flipping. So maybe he came to you and said, "Oh well, this is a real breakdown here. This 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 stoic, this yeah. calmness, you know what I mean? Yeah, is, is is a real breakdown because we all all our experiences we try to like from memory, like we, we experience something, we try to place it like to another to the next experience to the next experience to yeah. determine what's normal. Normal. Yeah. Um, so so he could have just left something or something way less serious where people was flipping out, and he's like." looking at you like she's not handling this well like he he probably wanted you to fall on the ground you felt better yeah no I wasn't I wasn't quiet I was just you know I was handling what I need I was calling who I needed to call you know handling what I needed to handle I called my therapist and told her hey I'm a she's like are you okay I said no I'm okay I'm and I'm gonna be okay because I wanna I, I know that this is not that it's not affecting me it's just that I can't respond right now. Right now. I can't right now. I can't right, right, now. Right, I can't right, right now. now. But that, but that too, that goes back to the, the very beginning of the conversation where you were saying that people expect you to be a certain way, and then yeah. you're by yourself and you're still doing it. Like my hand this and yeah, texting, emailing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. So, but um, I know we're about to wrap up. Do you have any words of wisdom, especially for men who? Are crying in the dark, as you said, or just struggling with yeah. talking to somebody or having somebody to talk to. Talk, talk, talk to your man. Talk to, I mean, like you know, your man or your boy, yeah, or boy whatever. Whatever you refer your, to, your, yeah, your woman, your yeah. however. Talk, talk to your people if you can. I know sometimes it's hard, especially if you are in the because we're talking to men if you're in the alpha role in your crew or in your family mm. and you feel like if they see you in the moment of weakness all the walls will crumble I promise you nothing is going to fall down yeah. um, if you can't talk try writing try writing oh, what you're going good. through that's good you know what I mean like, I'm a writer so maybe that's part of yeah, yeah keep, a, keep a journal you got your I'm sure your iPhone or your Galaxy or whatever the hell is in your hand. Yeah. Go to your notes and just hey, today is January thirty yeah. first. Um, I'm feeling this. Wow. And then and then it also gives you. Um, I don't do it as much as I should. Mm-hmm. But I I like in my phone just constantly. I if I have an idea daily, I'll just put a date and the idea, and then I go back and reflect through the ideas. So yeah. you can do that the same way with your feelings, because then you'll know. You'll know for yourself if you're depressed because if you're feeling glum or down or for days, days. and days and weeks and weeks or or twice a week, something. it's, it's some, no, something no, something something something's wrong. off. It could be a chemical imbalance. It could be the person you're sleeping next to ain't which should be your kids could be. It could be something, but it, yeah. it's just not. And I don't want to say not normal because there isn't. 
I'm starting to realize that normal is not a real thing. Yeah. But it's normal whose lens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it, there's something something's wrong. Yeah. Um, if if that's your thing. But like I said, if you can't speak to somebody, you write it down. And I'm not saying you got to get your book to somebody. You share it. You read it yourself. Like you reflect on yourself. Yeah. Until you build up the courage. It's a lot of courage. I love that you said that. Yeah. I, I think um, a being ready. You said that earlier. Being ready to seek counseling is a huge thing. Um, also having the courage to to do it. Um, yeah. And hopefully for the listeners, you don't have to be like I was with my back up against the wall to do it. Yeah. Hopefully you go before that. Yeah. Like that's this. a scary place to be. Yeah. Um, Because in that moment, you're looking, you're looking for immediate um, payback. Like you're looking for immediate uh, correction. So satisfaction almost of like, I want this. I don't want to hurt anymore. Exactly. And I think that's how a lot of people get to suicide because I don't think that suicide is necessarily, at least for me, um, people not wanting to live. Sometimes people just don't want to feel. Yeah. Don't want to hurt anymore. And they don't want to hurt anymore. So before... Um, anybody, men and women, but especially, I, and um, not that I have more heart towards men than than women, because I love women, but I feel like men suffer more and suffer in silence more than we do. We we're emotional creatures, so we talk a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And and you can literally just walk into a room and bust out crying, and no one would be like, oh, everybody rushed to you. What's wrong? Yeah. If, if a man walks into a room. And it's just the way it is. Walks to the room and just starts crying. <laughs> Everybody gonna be like, "What's, what's going on with him?" Yeah. Exactly. You, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be standing there, unless you're friends in that room. You'll be standing there a long time crying by yourself yeah. because it's just not what you see on TV and yeah. what you've been taught. And your father worked eighty jobs and he was in the coal. He's a coal miner and yeah. he came home with soot in his lungs and he's yeah. the toughest man ever. He got these hard ass hands. And yeah, yeah, but, my daddy. Yeah, <laughs> Literally, yeah. my but, daddy. But still, you. But you need people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need people. Yeah. And we are, we're all interconnected. Um, I'm not even sure if that's a that's the correct terminology, but I think we all need one another. And I think once we really start understanding that, that we'll lean on people around us a we little bit to. more we because we, we need to. one another, no matter how strong you've been deemed to all those alpha men out there. Um, <laughs> you know, we need each other. And and that's what we're here for. That's why you have people and family. And that's why I thank God for you. Um, I'm here for you. Yeah. Here oh, for yeah. You didn't. He, he's been like, I, I had a, have a couple of pages of my diary that he keeps. <laughs> so. I'm here for you, for real. Just tell me whatever. Yeah. But like I said, and also to those who don't have friends and family and feel alone. You can do it. You still can do it all by yourself. Just yeah. you just gotta work on you. You like I said, get your journal. Get your journal and start work. I like yeah. that. Record, I like that. Record little notes on your phone to mm. yourself. Don't be so down. Put little stickies up on your mirror. Yeah. You don't think it works, but it does. It like does. If you see, Seeing if you it. see an affirmation, it kind of. Yeah. No, it it don't kind of. It does. Yeah, it so. does. They all around my room. So I there know. you go. So. <laughs> but I just I want to thank you for coming. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, I love you. I appreciate I you, you. You are my brother. Yes. Yep. So we leave here. Here, and even then after but um do you have anything coming up i know i forgot to tell the people that you have your own podcast yes it's uh no ops podcast it's a podcast <laughs> i love the shout out it's a, it's a podcast to um basically trying to bridge the gap between law enforcement and the community 
Oh. So it's like, yeah, because, you know, we get, we run into, like you said, this cop affected you in a certain way. And you, mm-hmm. you're still thinking about this cop. Now. I do. I, so, I wanted to reach out, but I think it's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. But there are a million interactions like that. Yeah. Like every interaction is not what you see on TV. Absolutely. And 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 it's and what my podcast does, it, it shows you that there are some normal, cops are normal people. So yeah. they're going from job to job, dealing with trauma to trauma to trauma because nobody calls us to a cookout just to hang out it's usually hey my neighbor's radio is too loud or my wife cut me or whatever it may be yeah. it's always a problem yeah so we going from problem to problem to problem and then punch out and go home and deal with your problems wow so it's like your sleep is only time only time when you get your rest because if you if your home life is just a little off you got to deal with that, and then you got to lead that, and then you got to oh deal God. with. I got to deal with your home life, and his home life, and her home life. Wow, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, so it's like you never really get the cut off. And I'm not saying that um, cops are perfect, or what you no. see on TV is yeah. not is not a problem because that yeah. shit is definitely a problem. Yeah. But I just want you to understand where it comes from. Like I think, um, I think we're always taught to put too much. Um, too much faith into man and mm. I don't mean man well, I mean yeah, human man, into human, human. Right? I got you so just because this guy or this girl has on this uniform and it's all shiny and it looks really nice just they're human too yeah like right under that fucking zipper under that shirt right there is a regular human dealing with the same stuff you're same doing you their husband's beating them their wife is beating them um their ends are not meeting yeah. the mortgage is due and they don't have it their kid is mm. on drugs they could be on drugs. Who 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 knows what they're who dealing knows? with? So I don't want us to, because because I see now heavy with social media. It's like, look at this cop. Yeah, and I like to tell people, yeah, that's a bad cop, but that guy would be a bad mailman. He would be a bad Just if he was a, making yeah, donuts. He human. would be. Yeah, that's that's his character. Yeah. So you know, it's not the uniform. We're going to have a long time to live here on this planet with each other. We're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. I love that, though. So y'all y'all, y'all tap into No Ops Podcast. Yeah. And, um, of it's course, on Instagram. It's, it's on, on Apple. Instagram. It's Everything. on Apple. Everything. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't wait. I don't think I got season two yet, but I'm. We have some jewels. Okay, I'm going. I'm going to listen. You know, I'm listening and supporting. So (laughs) I thank you, and we will see you next week. Take care, everyone. All right.